Welcome to the Pretty Deadly Podcast. My name is Susie Collett. I'm a violent crime survivor, a martial artist, and I'm the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Hume Vaseen, a fitness professional and certified Pretty Deadly trainer living in Islamabad. We're exploring the kinds of violence women around the world face, the different ways we defend ourselves on a daily basis, and of course, sharing our self-defense tips and techniques as we go. If there's anything you would like us to explore, send us your questions and comments to hi at teamprettydeadly.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. Hi, Hume. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. Good. You had asked me in another conversation um, if there had ever been any real life examples of using pretty deadly self-defense moves yes yes and yes the answer is yes so some of the moves this is like a kind of a two-part answer some of the moves that we use in pretty deadly are moves that I used in real life before pretty deadly oh wow and some of the moves in pretty deadly are moves that women have used in real life after pretty deadly nice so it's can nice, nice to know that they, they work both ways. What's that? Can you tell us which moves they are? And okay. the situations? So the situations, um, the most common move that we get reports back from, from people is something that we call in pretty deadly little mermaid. Oh. So, you know, this one, this is when someone is kind of approaching from behind or to the side and they put, they're grabbing your shoulder to turn you towards them or grabbing your arm to turn you towards them and get your attention. What right. we do in response to that move, if somebody's hand is here, I'll put my, I'll lay my hand lightly on top of theirs. This arm will come up and I'll turn in a circle to face them, which actually puts them into a nice lock. It's really hard to show when you're just by yourself in a have room. Have you used this move or somebody else used it? I have never actually used this move myself in public. I've used it in martial arts because it's a, it's an adaptation from a specific move that we use in ninjutsu okay. called mm-hmm. Gansuke. It's it, half of something called, wait, is it Gansuke? I can't remember the Japanese name, of okay. course. Um, but many people have written us over the years. It, it's one of my favorite emails to get is guess what just happened to me? Yeah, I was walking down the street or walking up some stairs or coming out of the subway or whatever it is. And this guy grabbed me and I did Little Mermaid and it was great. He totally wow. didn't expect it. That's awesome. Yes. It is a pretty impressive move. I remember when we were being trained, um, it was like, wow, this really works. You yeah. can literally twist a person. Yeah, it really works. And it's really easy to do. Most people, when I ask them, you know, oh, did you put your hand on the other person's hand? No, I forgot that, but it worked anyway. Oh, okay. So what I love about these emails when I get them is that what they're saying to me is that the person who's experienced this violation, because she had a tool to respond with, the response was a choice. I mean, it might have been an automatic reaction, but at the same time, she felt empowered by her response. And that incident has now kind of been put in the same compartment as someone just bumping into you on the sidewalk, as opposed to becoming a 
part of your story of trauma. Right. Right. So it's reduced the traumatic effect of the incident because there's been an empowered response to it. Yeah. So it's is, not so it's not that intimidating anymore. It's more empowering. Right. But it's also like when we when we can respond to something in that way, kind of like when somebody bumps into you on the sidewalk, you know, it might even be obnoxious and you'll be like, ah, oh, what are you doing? Like if you live in New York, but you get over it and you get on with the rest of your day. You don't really carry it with you for the rest of your life. Right. But oftentimes if like, if somebody grabs me like that and I'm not expecting it, it may feel traumatic regardless of whether they do anything or not. So this move actually comes from when I lived in Paris. And in Paris, especially around the area called Pigalle and now Sopi, which is Southern South Pigalle, um, there's a strap, a strip of road, I guess. It's like a, a kind of a walkway with benches and, and like a median, that's the word I'm looking for on um, Boulevard de Clichy or Barbès Rochechouart, depending on what part of the street you're on. When you're walking along this strip, which is a quite nice place to walk, there's, when I lived there, there was a bunch of men who would hang out there called dragueurs. And they were just guys who would just like hit on any woman that would walk by. But often they would come up behind you and they would grab your shoulder, grab your arm to turn you towards them. They'd, you know, they'd be running, trying to get your attention and then they'd want to grab you they weren't there to usually they weren't there to like steal your wallet or anything they really were just hitting on you and the they problem as an American woman because for some reason American women have I, I it's probably from Hollywood but American women have a reputation in a lot of places in the world as being very easy and loving sex and will have sex with anyone that's what they seem to think so yeah. France itself is considered very open sexually. So. Yeah. So, so oftentimes when these men grab you, the first thing they ask is, where are you from? And if you say American, then it's really, really hard to get rid of them. Oh, no. So I can remember all the times that, I, that men grabbed me like this and asked me where I was from, right? And that's why we, why we incorporate this move. But... Right. Had I responded in this way, I might not remember so much anymore. It might just be like, oh yeah, I bumped into this guy and whatever, it was annoying. He jostled me and it's done. And then I forget about that for the rest of my life. So that's why we have that. If you go as an aside, listeners, if you are an American and you travel to Paris and you get hit on by one of these guys and they ask you where you're from, tell them that you are German. And that will get rid of them immediately. Wow. Don't ask me why. I don't know what. I'll, they can't tell by your accent. Their English isn't good enough to really determine accents. Just say that you're German and they will immediately walk away. It works like a charm. Every Well, anti-charm. Every single time. It's like okay. a man talent, apparently. It's great. I will keep that in mind. I don't know if I can pass as a German. But I don't know. Yeah. I Just say, say it. Terrible. Don't touch me. Yeah, you don't even have to just say I'm German and literally they'll like, I'm from Germany and they'll leave you alone. But this is very interesting to me because this also shows that some people will harass you based on their idea of what your nationality represents. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Which is absolutely. very strange. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that was Little Mermaid. That's where that came from. And and people have used it and they, you know, they feel great, you know, and then they get on with their lives and that's the end of it. Maybe it's a funny story to tell at dinner. That's it. Yeah. We've I, had, sorry. I was going to share the move that I've used in. Oh yeah. yeah. So I used open the door and it wasn't because I was being attacked, but I did feel like I was in some sort of danger. And this was because we had this housekeeper who was kind of, I don't want to use any negative word, but he was very strange. Um, he locked the main door one day and also the kitchen door. He barricaded it with a stick because he wanted ease of access. But I actually got locked inside my own house and that scared me. I was like, what's going on? Because he was a new housekeeper and I was like, what if this is planned? What do I do now? And then I remembered that I had this move in my toolkit. So I just used my leg and I literally kicked the front door and the, the stick that he had barricaded it with went flying off. And that was like a sense of accomplishment for me. And I felt a lot of relief. Um, if maybe if I didn't know that move, I would have thought that I'm stuck in here forever um, because of that stick. But yeah. I think self-defense teaches you power of your own body, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you were able to use it. Yeah. I still, I, you told me the story before and it's still it's so weird. Like who knows why that guy was doing that, but, but I'm glad you had to move. Yeah. So yeah, we had, so you've used open the door. I've used open the door to actually open doors. Um, oh. People have used uh, Little Mermaid. Um, my niece actually was traveling with a bunch of friends in in uh, in Paris also. Um, and they used a move. And now I don't remember which one. I think they used the shut up move um, to get rid of somebody who was harassing them. We've had... What I'm trying to remember what else we've had. We've had like quite a few. Um, we taught one two weekends ago, which we don't teach in our basic program at the moment, um, which is called the Frenchman. And this is a move that I use in real life um, against a Frenchman. It's, it's, this all comes back to Paris for some reason. That's not to say that Paris is like the most dangerous place on earth. But apparently it's where I was running around, not feeling very safe. No, I was feeling really safe. I think that's why I probably made some dumb decisions and got myself into these situations. Okay. Um, maybe, I don't know. But nonetheless, it's it, that move is really using your elbows to get someone off of you when they're when you're on your stomach and they're laying on top of you. Oh, okay. So it's a combination of using your elbow and then pushing off with your hip to flip them off of you. That sounds complicated, but it's actually super easy. Yeah, this was um, a self-defense as well. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. so I think <clears throat> those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Otherwise it's more about um, what I hear from people is feeling confident. Right. I've heard stories of people who they've accidentally gotten off on the wrong bus stop and are in an unfamiliar area and they start to feel really nervous. And then they remember like, oh, okay, I've got a fighting stance. I've got all these tools in my toolkit. 
I understand that this is what my self-defense system is doing. And that's yeah. why I'm like hearing things and seeing things that, you know, my hearing is acute. My, my eyesight is really sharp. And that makes people feel calmer. Like, okay, I understand what's happening in my body. And I know that I can rely on these tools that I have. Yeah. So we hear that probably more often than anything else. Oh, and the step back move. We've also gotten reports of that right. one. Awesome. I definitely have more of a pep in my step after I learned self-defense. Um, yeah, I mean, just emotionally, I believe it can make you much more confident as a person. So that's great. Yeah, I think, yeah. I hope it makes people more confident in their bodies because I think sometimes people feel like confidence means that they're bigger in their personalities and that's not always the case it's more about just knowing that you can you can rely on yourself hmm. yeah I would say it's more of a visceral experience and it's down to your body more than it is in your voice you're listening to the pretty deadly self-defense podcast hosted on ACAST and available on iTunes Spotify Audible and our website at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com and wherever you get your favorite pods.